The story of how the caterpillar transforms into a butterfly has been used as a metaphor for stages of transformation from one dimension to another or from knowing something on the surface to having an experience that leads to a whole new perspective and possibilities. The butterfly's shape-shifting journey carries the message of seeking and finding our true essence no matter how far away from it we might seem. One thing that is constant in life is change. Sometimes we deliberately seek it and other times it's literally forced on us. Whatever the case, I believe the right attitude will be to embrace rather than fight it and to have the courage to spread our wings and fly rather than remain in a cocoon of fear, keeping in mind that when an end comes, an entirely new cycle begins. My name is Twelko Sam Dayton and welcome to another episode of Women Uncensored. Thank you for joining us. I hope that so far you've been having a good time staying with us. Today with me in the studio, I have someone who is going to have a very interesting conversation with me. And um, we're talking about the beauty of becoming, aka the butterfly effect. Now, um, the person I have with me is someone that, first of all, I'm most fans because um, she's, she's big like that. Um, we went to primary school together <laughs> and we have not seen each other for the last 17 years. Can you imagine? And it's such a privilege to meet you at this point in time. Not that you are big and all that, you know, so that I can tell people that I actually know you. Let me be with myself as in I'm supposed to be serious right now. <laughs> okay, so this person I'm speaking of, her. Um, I was about to tell you her name, but I'll let her introduce herself herself she is passionate about leading life purposefully and taking one step at a time she's a graduate of human biology from the trinity university of asia philippines she has taken certificate courses in counseling and therapeutic practice from the university of south wales united kingdom and basic counseling on udemy her first book the beauty of becoming puts more light on our thoughts mindsets and knowing our times and season she is a health worker with the Institute of Human Virology, Nigeria. So please do us the honors of introducing yourself. I mean, you're an author now. I cannot, I cannot refer to you the way I used to refer to you that year when we used to play with sand. You know? I know. Yeah, so I'm just so excited that you are here. Wow, wow, totally. So all this forms in for me. Yes, so. Anyways. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Joy Inua, Jamaica. Um, from Play Two states. Okay. I'm busy in Play Two, so let's do this. The other time you were trying to tell me that you are Adama girl, and I was hoping that you say it again so that I would I would also brag that we are sisters. Actually, I'm Adama and Play Two. My mom is from Adama State, and my dad is from Play Two states. Oh, okay. So call me half cast. In your mind, <laughs> she's a black half cast. Well, like I said, she recently just wrote a book titled "The Beauty of Becoming." It has not come out, and I've had the privilege of actually going to the book. Sorry, you guys, <laughs> but yeah, if you really want to read the book, I'm sure before the end of the show, we're going to tell you how to get the book mm-hmm. and when the book is going to be out. Mm-hmm. But before we allow you the privilege <laughs> of seeing this book, because it's such 
a reach book. Like it's something that when you read, your life is never going to remain the same. Now, I want to ask you, first of all, why becoming? The reason I'm asking this question is a lot of us, majority of us have this destination mentality. We believe that by the time I get to Susuan So place, then mm-hmm. I have arrived. Mm-hmm. Why have you not arrived? Okay. First, I think uh, we as humans need to understand that you're coming from somewhere and you have to be somewhere. But in between the two places, there's a process. Okay. And we forget the process. That's what makes us. That's what that's like what brings out the end product. Okay. So that's why I chose becoming. A lot happens to each person individually. A lot happens to everyone differently. But we just have a picture of how we want to be of who we want to be in the future we tend to forget okay this is life life happens Mm -hmm. do you get so becoming is just life so basically what you're saying is it's it it, it keeps happening until the day you die it keeps happening you become the day you die wow you're always in the process of becoming so in case you're thinking that you have reached your destination you're still on your way no you haven't that's why i say if you get out of bed and you're breathing you won yeah because you're still becoming the moment you don't breathe you have become. Wow. Um, I also noticed that um, in your introduction, you spoke about the butterfly. And funny thing, I have always admired, you know, the process mm-hmm. of the butterfly. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, like, the, I actually saw an animation one time that a caterpillar wanted, was so upset, it wanted so badly to fly. Because it saw, I think, other, um, I think it saw a moth okay. flying and it was so jealous. You know, and it just didn't understand that its own time was going to come. And another thing that I noticed in the lifespan of a butterfly is that when the butterfly gets to a certain stage, mm-hmm. it has to keep eating and eating and eating for the future. I found that quite interesting and I'm sure that you're going to explain that because I do not understand it. And I know that there are people that may not necessarily get the depth <laughs> of that particular um you guys understand what I'm saying, but yeah, there's there's that point where it has to keep eating food, and then there's now the point where it, it it's now in a bag. I don't know what the bag is called. I'm sure you're going to tell us what that bag is called, and it has to be in the bag until it sheds off. So please explain to us this entire process. So someone is trying to put me on a hot spot here. I am not, but but I know that you know. <laughs> Deviating from the butterfly a bit. Yeah. We are humans. I just use that butterfly as an example because we all know it. We all just look at it as a mere caterpillar someday and then tomorrow is a butterfly. Okay, that's my thought on becoming. Sometimes you give up on yourself. Hmm. Sometimes um, it seems as if your season is not coming. A lot happens to you. Sometimes you forget yourself. I'm sure the butterfly also forgot itself at like the point. Like the one I'm talking about in the yes. animation. It's it actually even climbed something one time because it wanted to fly so Do bad. you get... So, okay, let's assume that climbing something and to off. assume that, okay, I have reached. Let's let's call that peer pressure. Hmm. Sometimes you put yourself under unnecessary pressure. Yeah. Do you get... So, basically, the butterfly, I really don't want to spill it out of it because I want you to really read it. Yeah. And try and have the picture. But just know that the butterfly really went through so much 
or rather the caterpillar really went through so much to become a butterfly the caterpillar didn't just turn out being a butterfly overnight yeah i think um the part that really struck me was when i realized that you know, after it actually gets to a certain stage, it mm-hmm. has to shed like four or five times yes. before it finally gets to being a butterfly. So that means that even us humans, if we're liking ourselves to the butterfly, we actually have to keep shedding. Yes. And shedding is a painful process. It's a painful process. You can see that again. So now that takes me to a particular part in the book that talks about pain. Oh, wow. Pain. So how, how has pain helped you emerge mm. into your own stage of your own stage of butterflyness i'm still in the process of being a butterfly so pain wow you know um there's a saying pain changes your mindset yeah pain makes you or pain practically breaks you because i don't know if it's just me but have you ever felt this pain that really cuts off your tongue you really can't explain how you feel you can't even cry you can't cry you can, ah the man there are days that uh, when i sit in my room i'm so pained by something i can't even express myself so what you're saying is even you that wrote the beauty of becoming you actually feel that kind of pain because now people might be listening to you and expect that nah she has probably finished going through all the stages and she's all good Sweet have it figured out i'm human I'm human, so I feel what everybody feels. So, um, in terms of pain modeling me to become who I am today, it I I don't think I really accepted it was pain that was modeling me. I think I was just practically just living. Was I even existing? I don't I don't think I was. I know that there's something that you're thinking of right now, particularly <laughs> that is making you sound like this. Because I mean you can't just be talking like devoid of nothing. Yes. So what exactly is the one pain? What's exact what exact experience did you what was the most painful experience you had to go through in your life? And oh. actually how did you deal with it? And how do you think it has molded you so far? That's that's like a big question. Um hmm. the most painful experience I've had to encounter was seeing my dad helpless and I couldn't help him. God, it was painful. So um I don't know. For some funny reasons, we've actually had a bipolar relationship mm-hmm. from the age of three. Yeah, since I was three, I had this bipolar relationship with him. Not that it wasn't good, but I call it bipolar. Because today we are good, tomorrow we are not so good, and all. And I know a lot of you guys would think, at the age of three, what does she know? Mm-hmm. But if you know um, a child's mindset, they are setting ages that develops the child so practically for me this age of let's say three to ten it was like okay daddy was okay he was here he was not here but one good thing was when he was around he made sure i felt his presence he was around and when he was not around okay i felt someone was missing which was him so by the age of 10 i really got okay 10 to 13 i was really close to my dad like there was nothing anybody could tell me my daddy my daddy was the best my daddy could do it okay he was my person he was my g we could go anywhere do anything Uh, uh, that's my daddy i'm never wrong i can't be wrong no 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 daddy's baby girl keeping in mind also she's she's the only child 
That's what they said, though. <laughs> that's what they said. As in, like, that is starting to raise questions in my mind. But trust me, she's the only child. So anyways, from the age of 13, my dad took ill. And that was the beginning of my breaking point. I saw my dad. I could not talk to my dad. My dad could not walk. He couldn't use his hand. I saw my dad helpless. This is your hero. This is your G. This is somebody that could literally move the mountains for you. And all of a sudden, this person is down. I was pained. Um, countless times, I'll be by his bedside weeping. He's sleeping and I'm weeping because I have, I want to tell daddy a lot. I want to tell daddy how I feel. I want to ask him questions. He always made me ask questions. When I'm quiet, you'll be like, say what's in your mind. What do you want to ask? And funny enough is, my dad believes I could do anything. Mm. It's as bad as when we are traveling and I have weird imag- imaginations and I'll be like, daddy, I really want to climb that mountain and see the whole world. And... Now that I'm older, I'm thinking, ah, ah, what were you even thinking then? But then my dad would be like, oh, sure, you can do it. Should I pack so you do it? And I'd wow. be like, no, I'm scared. So he believed I could do anything because I always saw him as a major support in my life. So when I saw him ill, that was painful. I know. That was painful because there were times um, I really wanted to ask him, daddy, so what do you think on this next step? Do you think I'm good and all? But some something wasn't just right and then i realized one thing at the age of 15 something occurred and i realized that my dad has his journey and i have my journey you mean you realized that when you were 15 i realized it when i was 15 what kind of brain what kind of mind did you have i don't know i still don't know (laughs) don't ask me i don't know because i actually heard that growing up i was actually older than my age so they said obviously you are (laughs) So they say. I can't, I can't get into it now, but she definitely is. She's a kaka. <laughs> if you do not know what kaka is, she's a grandmother. So at the age of, in at age age of body. <laughs> <laughs> so at the age of fifteen, I like realized, oh, my dad has his journey. Yeah, and I have mine, and that's when. Growing older, I now realized, okay, maybe the period of 3 to 10 that he was more or less absent to me physically, but we had a connection. He was actually fulfilling purpose. Yeah. His purpose. He has me to fulfill mine. So that's why I tell people out there, after the age of 18, whatever decision you take, you're accountable for that decision. Mm-hmm. Because you're an adult. Anyway, now we have people that are 13 that are adults. They are doing adult stuff. Do you get? Mm-hmm. So if you can do adult stuff, then I think you should make adult decisions. Exactly. For yourself. Don't go and go back to mommy if you do not ask her before doing that thing that you wanted to do. So basically, that's how the pain just shaped me. And I real- I saw life differently. So, um, Wow. You know, when we talked about your dad um, for the prepare, in preparation for today, I thought so many things. And I remember that you mentioned to me how you had to go to school. So you were away for a while before you finally came back. And yeah, what happened after you came back? Okay, so um, I went to school pretty young. Uh, I wasn't up to 20. I was less than 20 when I traveled out to study. And I didn't come back till I was done with first degree. 
started second. So you have two degrees. I told you guys I have to farms her. But yeah, you were saying. <laughs> so till I was like, I stayed second. And call it a vision, call it what, I don't know. I was just sleeping one night and then someone tapped me. And I turned and I saw my dad. And he smiled. I said, don't worry, I'm fine. Ha. In my mind, I was like, ah, ah. All this way, uncle, it not come. It is now. Mm. I just said, you know what? Something inside of me had left Philippines already. I was in Nigeria. I practically was in Nigeria. I just needed to see my dad. Because I had not been home for how long? And, okay. I quickly came back home. And I spent the best two weeks with my dad because I got home December and my dad passed January. Wow. And the two weeks I had, the connection we didn't have, he all made up. Despite the fact he was still ill, he could not still talk properly. He okay, he started walking, still couldn't use his right hand, but he made up for those lost years. So when I talk of pain, when someone is talking of pain, I've experienced pain. When someone is talking about your thoughts, I know how your thoughts will shape you. I know how they'll make you or they'll break you. And funny enough, a lot of us don't know that our thoughts are prayers. Hmm. So during that period, it's it's up to Joy to just decide, okay, Joy, what are you thinking of? What's your next step? Is your mindset okay? I have a lot, a lot of writings when I write about sanity, protecting your sanity, protecting your thoughts. And then someone just comes from the blues and like, why are you always talking about this thing? <laughs> because sometimes we are not thinkers. A lot of people aren't no. thinkers. They just think they should do. You think before you act. Mm-hmm. That's why I say the most dangerous person is a person that thinks. The uh, most dangerous person is a person that is silent, thinks decides and acts i fear a thinker i don't fear a talker that's deep stuff man (laughs) deep stuff there and truly it is not a lie i know um i know a lot of thinkers Mm -hmm. and trust me they are not they are not people to play with a lot of thinkers do not even appear dangerous on the outside and they can also use that power and channel it into like good stuff So I think we also have to learn to work on how to channel our energies. But that would actually, um, you know, like you and I were talking before we started recording. That would actually mean that you must get to a point where you have understood yourself. So can you maybe talk a little bit about how much of yourself you started understanding and how much of your weaknesses you began to understand and how you started to play to your strengths and also how that short period of time, it's actually not a short period of time, that period where you felt like you were not having your dad like you would, Mm -hmm. how exactly did it affect you even as a child? Because I'm sure for you to be talking about it today, you remember. Definitely. Yeah. So um, one thing I always carry in my bag is myself, my self-identity. Um, in process of knowing myself, there was a point I had to write words of affirmation. I wrote words of affirmation like every week. And I put it on the wall in my room. So sometimes I wake up and I'm not motivated. Uh, <laughs> a lot of times, zero motivation. 
But I just go to the wall and I'm like, oh joy, you're the head and not the tail. You can do this, you can do this, you can do this. And all from the blues. Let me tell you something. Each individual has a weakness. True. And the moment you know your weakness, no one can use it against you. So always make sure you know your weakness. Do you know that our strengths are usually discovered by people, not us? Most of the time. Most of the time, someone just comes and be like, oh, you're really good at this thing. I think you should like give it a thought, try and establish it. And then you are looking at yourself, uh, let me just do this thing. It is normal something now. But you don't know that's your strength that's attracted someone to you. Mm -hmm. Same goes with your weakness. Once you know your weakness and you hold it, there's nobody that can use it against you. So back to your question in terms of self-identity. Let me tell you, I really had to go to the word of God to know who truly God has called me to be, what he has called me to do. And there was a time I was saying, I said, God, you said I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. But it's like you forgot to tell me that there will be hitches. (laughs) One thing just quickly said, Joy, if I called you to eat, I will see you through it. So when I look at any moment, no matter how the moment is good or bad, I know I'll definitely pass through that moment because there's something inside of me. I say the Holy Spirit is our, our gods are the Holy Spirit. Our intuitions are the Holy Spirit in us. Yeah. We neglect that a lot. Sometimes you want to do something and the Holy Spirit say, don't do this. Haven't you felt this? Haven't you had this feeling of you doing something? And then when you're done doing it, you know, oh no, Just you won't have done that. Because, because you knew beforehand. Do you understand? It was wrong. So I would say our identity, our self-discovery comes from God's word. We are not just here on earth for someone to just say, you're yeah, a boy, you're yeah, a girl, you're yeah, a man, you're yeah, a woman. Okay, if really that is it, you graduate, and no, you go, you're, you're what, a toddler? You graduate, you go to school. Okay, now you're not in the school. You finish primary school, you go to secondary school. You're done with secondary school, you go to university. Okay, after university, what next? Are you getting married or you're like trying to get a job or you're trying to fix life? If you finally get married, if you get a job, like a very good job, are you happy? Ask yourself, what next? Because once you reach a certain destination, you realize that you are still looking for more. For more. So I think the moment we realize purpose and legacy early in life, Mm, the moment we set ourselves on knowing our true identity, forget it. You can see someone on the street and then you think, ah, this person doesn't know what he or she is doing. Forget it, that person does who. This is you thinking, this is you trying to judge that person. That person does. What if that person does what or who that person has decided to be? Mm-hmm. So I keep saying, whoever, I respect everybody, a nine-month-old, a three-year-old, whoever that person wants to be, that person can be. And I think you said something that I believe that um, everybody should be able to pay attention to is um, the respect part. Let us be patient with people on their way to where they are also going because they also have their own race to run, just like you gave the example of yourself and your dad. So every single person, 
plus the ones you like plus the ones you do not like every single person has their own race to run and so therefore you cannot expect me to be in level a because you are in level a or expect me to be in level b because you're in level b if i'm in level zero even you should please be patient with me while i try to Mm -hmm. figure out how to get to level a absolutely okay nice um I think the next thing I would like us to touch on, um, you wrote a bit about the past and how the past shapes people in the process of becoming. Wow. That's, that really got to me because I, I started to remember times that um, had affected me from my own past. Like I remembered a time where I was living in the past, in the present. Do you understand what I just said? Like, I was in the present, but I was in the past. Did you get? So, instead of actually enjoying where I was at that point in time, or even trying to figure out what was next, I was still behind. (laughs) So, there was no moving forward. And I know that there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people that are in that particular place right now. And then you sort of gave us like a statistics you said there's 50 percent of people that view life from the past 40 percent that view life from them in the moment and then 10 percent that view in the future so please help us understand what that means okay so um according to research okay so um 50 percent of people actually view life from their past 40 percent live in the moment and then 10 percent view life in the present interesting 10 percent. that's a very small percentage that's really it's not small it's minimal it's minute minute that's the <laughs> word so when you look at okay if the whole 50 percent that's like half of the population viewing life from their past oh because you know you know i keep saying um we we have this mentality of we have this mentality of because i'm coming from this place um oh i don't know there's a way that people put it is this something you can take you can't take a you can take a girl out of the village but you can't take a village out of the girl mm-hmm. so when i look at it i'm like ah uh-uh. if really i was for example brought up in a house of pain or rather yeah. in a home of pain of frustration that does not mean I should live my life in pain and frustration. At least if I taste, if I have that little taste of happiness, I should not, ah, ah, there is more to life now. So if the whole 50% are living in the past, and what if the past wasn't good enough? What if the past was terrible? But let me ask you a question. What if you said, it doesn't mean that I cannot live life and be happy, but what if annoyance is all i know what if sadness is all i know happiness is going to be strange to me Mm -hmm. so how do you expect me to get used to being happy because i don't know what happy looks like in fact a lot of people that actually live that kind of life or have lived that kind of life they look at it as you're probably trying to take advantage of them there are people that can't even take a compliment do you know that um the past has actually shaped a lot of people true people view good and for bad for good and for bad i'll say more of the bad true because I know a couple of people that don't believe in love again because of heartbreak soon. Yeah. I know a lot of people that they are this age of let me just marry. She is married, you want me to marry. Let me just marry. Do you really love this person? Do you really know this person? Do you really love this person? I don't be like, oh, love, does that thing really exist? 
she be I give the love to this person and this person did. Do you get? So you're causing this person to suffer for the for the for the sins of the previous. That's person. why I say and I keep saying the pains make people view life differently. Sometimes you can look at a very beautiful picture to you that maybe has no past, has no pain. You're living in your you're amongst the 10% or rather the 40 either the 40 or the 10 living in the present or the future. Hmm. Trying to figure out life and then this person comes from the 50 living in the past. You're trying to see life. Life is beautiful. Yeah. And then this person is telling you is life really beautiful? <laughs> So really, there's a lot. That's why I keep saying, um, try and give people chance. Get to know people. Get to know the points this person is coming from. Don't just be quick to say, this person doesn't know what he or she wants. This person is always angry. There's something that must have there's triggered something. that anger. Yeah. That person will not just wake up and say, I want to be angry. No, not at all. The way you wake up every morning and decide, ah, I'm, I need to be happy today. I need to be, I need to live today fulfilled. I need to do something productive. You have said that one to yourself. That person doesn't just decide and say, ah, I want to wake up. You think the person just got out of bed and said, Today don't I even want to wake up. You think the person just get out of bed and say, Today I want to go and fight. <laughs> I need to be angry. I need to be moody. Haven't you um, had people around or seen people when you ask them, Why are you sad? The person tell you, I don't know. Yeah. Probably that person is thinking of something. Or maybe, maybe, maybe things that have stacked up. Do you understand? Or maybe mindset. Or that person is like, thoughts are just accumulated. Yeah. Haven't you had people that when you're talking to them, their mind is not with you? Mm-hmm. And they are lost. They are carried away. Mm-hmm. So I want us to give people a slack. Yeah. Everybody's trying to... See, everybody's just looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah. People say live in the moment. Live in the second, please. please. Because sometimes the moment is even large. You don't know what the next moment has. So just live in this second. Wow, that's amazing. I think that um, we would begin to practice this if only we knew what it meant or how we can actually begin to live in the moment. So I saw a part of your book that talked a little bit about that. I'm giving you guys too much about this book. But then, of course, that's the privilege that we get having an author, you know, on 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 the podcast today so um help us to understand a little about what it means to live in the moment for the future we do things today that we actually have consequences coming the repercussions are there waiting i think once you reach a certain age once you reach that age of knowing your right from your wrong yeah left from your right i think that moment, that moment, whatever decision you take, you're taking for your future now. Yeah. If if you have a picture of how you want your future to be, there are some certain places you won't be. True. You won't hang around just anybody. You know, um, it's like people say, um, I'm keeping this contact or I'm keeping in touch with this person because I don't know tomorrow. <laughs> if you have a picture of what you want what your future is going to look like there are some people that see once you shut that door you will shut it through the keys because you know this person doesn't even belong to any part of my future so we all have made mistakes truthfully i'm not being judgmental i have made (laughs) wonderful (laughs) drums of mistakes name it in what aspect life love friendships 
what I've made it even in my spirituality yeah. there see there was a time I was thinking maybe I was holier than thou but then I realized no you are not if you are thinking you love there are some there's somebody out there that loves deeper than you do yeah so I'll say whatever decision you make now your future is going to answer to such decision Wow, wow, wow. It's been such an amazing time with you, Joy. But before I let you go, I want to talk a little bit about times and seasons because while um we talked, I realized and while even I was reading the book, I realized that um you are someone who is aware of times and seasons. And I am a firm believer in times and seasons. I love to know and I believe that every single person must be aware of where they are at a particular time like what season they are and for me i don't look at it as just a time of planting because of course you need to know the seasons to plant certain seeds right not everything grows at every single point in time but apart from that i feel like it's also important to know what you need to learn at every point in time because if you do not learn what you're supposed to learn in a certain season mm-hmm. then you won't actually be able to transit to the next season mm-hmm. and then you also talked a little about um better days ahead now we know that in these times and seasons there are going to be days that are dark so how exactly am i supposed to keep a bright mindset when it is dark in my life and i know that okay yes i am going somewhere but at this point in time man it's just <laughs> it's rough <laughs> see um in your journey of becoming don't be too hard on yourself yeah wow when, when you're happy please be happy but we make sure but make sure you're genuinely happy you're not just being happy for people out there when you're sad please let people know you're sad Don't go and fake happiness and die of depression. When you want to cry, please cry. <laughs> I wake up days, there are days I get so overwhelmed with so many things and the only thing that will help me. The only thing that will help me then is maybe crying. Yeah. And I'll just cry and I'll feel better. So let me tell you in terms of your times and seasons. Just make sure you're being sensitive to each time of your life, each season. There's a season is going to be bright, there's a season is going to be dark. And let me just keep a positive mindset that in the dark season, this too shall pass. Hmm. And it to be bright again. It's easier said than done though. It's easier said than done, but that's why you have to be strong for yourself. Let me tell you, if you if you're not strong for yourself, the world will not stop for you and wait for you to get back up. People are moving. The world is moving. The time is going. Uh, yesterday we were just talking and then before we realized it was already 3 and we like the time is going is gone already. Mm-hmm. That's the same way. Your sad today does not mean because you're sad though everything has passed. Life is still moving on. Life is still going. So that's why I want to urge us all in as much as the dark days are there, the dark days will be there. But let's just keep this positive mindset that you know what it will pass. This it, too shall pass. This too shall pass. Sometimes if you want to cry that's how I say cry. If you need to take a break. Please do. What do you mean by take a break? Take a break. I've had people that have taken breaks on social media. Oh okay. Because I thought you mean like I should just off myself. I did not say show off yourself. <laughs> if you need to take a break, take a break. If you need to 
be away from somewhere please do yeah but you need to be away from people if you need to be away from people don't feel you are going to be lonely i, I don't know how people feel they are lonely because me i enjoy my space guys <laughs> my space i enjoy my space because i do a lot yeah and i have board meeting with myself so sometimes i like quickly call all my remaining oh yeah, your different come. personalities come let's have this board meeting and then my campsite is quiet and i'll be like shut up i need you to speak up do you get so if you need to be away from people be away from people if you need to be away from social media please do it do you know there are times you need to be away from your family yeah yeah they say family is everything but do you know there's there are times that family breaks us true if you need to be away from them please be away from them but one thing i really urge us all is don't lie to yourself yeah there are times we know that i need to be doing this now because this is the time for it please go ahead and do it don't lie to yourself and say ah, ah no i want to do this or maybe this fashion is out and i'm a fashion person no you need to do it so you have to be sensitive to your times and seasons don't think little favor once maybe something comes and is little or maybe speedy favor yeah means your season has come yeah you we all know when our season has come for something Yeah. I tell you for example me the season the time rather to this my becoming journey started I told you 15 years ago. Wow. And I didn't start writing 15 years ago. Of course not. I didn't start writing. Did you even know that you were a writer 15 years no, ago? No, I don't think I knew. I shall know okay. Oh, I always do random debates then. So I I didn't start writing when I was 20. Do I knew okay there's something inside of you joy yeah. that you need to put out there. Funny enough, I started writing last year. Wow. And you are you have a book today. Yeah, and I have a book today. And last year I keep saying last year was a major hit. I don't know about you guys. 2020 was a hit back to back. I don't I don't, think, I don't, I don't know think about it was you just guys, you. But 2020 was oh, was I was horrible. like what a year. It was horrible, but thank God we lived through it. We thank survived. God we lived through it. And now the point I'm at now, when I look back at 2020, bad, 2020 right? brought some good and some when I look at them I'm like, how did I bug you? Yeah. Do you get? Yeah. So 2020 was not bad after all. Mm-hmm. It was more like the dark period it now. It was the shedding It was a time for the shedding. Do you get? So that was the dark period. We we're all looking. I, I personally, I was depressed. Mm. I was getting over a heartbreak. I was. It's as if that heartbreak went wrong in 2020. Ah yeah. <laughs> Why does it happen? It's as if that breakfast <laughs> got saved. No, it didn't get saved. 2020 it got saved before 2020. But you were still trying to recover. That was when I had to take certificate courses in counseling wow. and then looking back now when I look at how many people I have counseled the point they are at now and how well they are doing I'm like 2020 Joe God bless you You know I think what is important is the fact that um you do not sit down and cry and cry and cry and keep asking God why me why me why is this thing happening to me I'm so glad that you grew through your pain and I believe that every single one of us that is listening right now would be able to grow out of whatever it is that they're going through and understand that you're actually on your way somewhere and those pains those things they are actually going to shape you for good 
Thank you so much, Joy, for joining on Woman Uncensored today. Every single woman listening, I want you to understand that there is nothing that you cannot do. And you do not need your daddy like Joy to motivate you. You can actually motivate yourself because it is true that there are things inside of you that have been embedded and you are just on your way to finding them. Now, as we end, as we wrap up, I want to read you a poem that was written by Titi Lope. Sonuga. It says, when the world unravels before you and even your dreams are crumbling stones, when everything you dare to touch is set on fire and all around you is ash and smoke. Remember this, rock bottom is a perfect place for rebuilding. Remember that you are your mother's daughter, your grandmother's answered prayers, a whole bloodline of women who bend in response to raging winds. There is nothing broken here. Nothing damaged or discarded here. Each scar is a badge of honor. Every misstep is a victory dance waiting to happen. You are a woman becoming, learning the complicated language of forgiveness, learning the intricate blessings of the universe, and your heart is just a whisper in need of exercise, and you were born for this sort of heavy lifting. You were born one part saint and one part warrior. And loving yourself without shame is the most important thing you will ever have to fight for. Thank you so much. I hope you will tune in next time again, same time. Um, my name is Twelko Sam Dated, and I'm going to leave you with the song by Taylor Bell, Dimensions. Peace. <laughs>